0: Fenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm
1: Tammy.
2: And I'm Will. <laughs> 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 no, right when I was about to speak, a picture of Justin Bieber popped up on my computer. <laughs> <Bieber>. Oh no! <laughs> a, a non-super
1: tattooed picture of Justin
2: Bieber. Uh, the one with the bow cut or whatever that cut was That's that he really used to have video. back in
0: Oh yeah. man! I, I thought, thought you were gonna say video, and I was oh, like, really? "Why is he so
1: tattooed?" <laughs> <laughs> this, like, this is not good I
0: don't like this I've not seen a picture of Justin Bieber in a long time uh, although speaking of Ed Sheeran I have some Ed Sheeran news which is in the UK <laughs> Ed Sheeran has released his own brand of ketchup and it's called Ed Chup and that is not a lie that is an actual uh, thing uh, nope nope that is real Ed Sheeran to my ketchup called Ed Chup that's the world That uh, that's the world and that's the country I live in so there we go <laughs> Anyway, on to to other things. Uh, Lovely listeners, we are back. Um, We're only six months late. I think. No, it's five months late. That's not too bad. Covering The Punisher Season (laughs) 2. Six months would have been terrible. Five months is fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, I told someone today that we were recording the podcast today and they were like, what are you covering? And I was like, well, we're probably going to mention Avengers Endgame a bit. And they were like, "Uh, that was like a year ago. I was like, no, it wasn't. But I mean, felt like Punisher Season 2 definitely was. But um, we're finally going to talk about Punisher Season 2. We obviously didn't record it earlier this year uh, because we had a bit of a break from the podcast, um, because I was having some health issues. And I know, um, Tammy, you you just really didn't want to watch Punisher Season 2, did you? I really did not want to watch Punisher.
1: And and I ended up feeling kind of bad about it, uh, but not so much, because my daughter who was thirteen years old uh, watched it thinking I was gonna watch it and then I could answer questions. <laughs> and so she watched it right away and I never got around to watching it. So she has since sent in her questions so you guys uh, who have watched it can answer them. Some of them are just comments. So
0: we we remember everything, don't we Will about this we watched yeah, five
2: perfect, months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, i uh, the past, I saw the last um was it two episodes just a couple of weeks ago? So I might remember those. A oh, that's good.
0: And I, I meant to uh, to rewatch um, as much of it as I could this week, but I have been house hunting slash going to the O2 and watching Hugh Jackman, the man, the myth, the legend, the music, the show, whatever it was called. So I've been so busy the last week. Um, But what we thought we would do today is we'd we'd, uh, do a bit of a discussion about Punisher Season 2. We'd do a little mini discussion about, obviously, the other recent big Marvel stuff that's happened, or not so recent, which was the release of Avengers Endgame. And then we've got Jessica Jones Season 3 next week, which is very exciting. Um, So we'll cover that a little bit as well in our preparation for next week. Uh, So, Tammy, uh, me and Will are going to tell you a little little bedtime story. It's the story it? of a of a, a lovely man, a lovely chap. He's known as Frank Castle, <laughs> the Punisher. <laughs> it's a cuddly fella, um, and I th- thought we'd just go through each episode, and you can kind of react as you would if you were watching this on screen. Okay. <laughs> so there were
2: thirteen of these. This is So tedious. Sometimes.
0: Thirteen episodes. <laughs> Yes, I will try and get through the descriptions as quick as possible. Um, but we'll meet lots of new fun characters, uh, uh, guys. So if you haven't watched, if you're listening and you didn't watch the Punisher season, uh, season two, you'll know the entire season by the end of this because you know we, me and Will are going to do such a good job. Um, we're going to meet all the new characters, such as Amy Bendix and Krista Dumont and John Pilgrim. Excited yet, Tammy? <laughs> I
1: like the name John Pilgrim
0: That's it's a pretty funny. badass name his, uh, his name in the comics uh, by the way because I don't think they ever say it in the show is the Mennonite He's a comic book. He's a villain from the Punisher comics. Um,
1: it sounds like a it
0: sounds like a villain. So uh, well, he's he is the the worst of uh, real life villains as well because he's a super right white right wing conservative Christian. Yeah. So you know, was, you know it's like, oh, <laughs> if you can't tell by his name. <laughs> so uh, season two, um, obviously, showrunner was John uh, John Steve Lightfoot, uh, previous showrunner. And episode one was Roadhouse Blues. These all were released on January 18th, 2019. I want you to go back in time to that that time, Tammy, where it was still cold outside. It was still snowing (laughs) in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts off. Frank Castle meets a young girl at a bar who insults him. The girl later calls a Russian gangster requesting a meeting to sell some photos Unknown to her, the gangster is tied to a chair and being interrogated by a man looking for the photos. After hanging up, he kills the gangster. Castle deals with a belligerent drunk who is hitting on and insulting the bartender, Beth. And i have a little note here. Uh, Beth was played by Alexa Davalos, who will always be uh, Gwen Raiden from Angel <laughs> to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's well, been I in know, a lot I'm of other thinking, stuff. You, yeah. About, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, you can picture her. Uh, so afterwards she asks him to grab a drink at her place the following night castle returns to the bar to meet up with beth but notices a group of people searching the place while the young girl tries to avoid them a fight ensues when castle intervenes but beth gets shot
1: (laughs) so (laughs) so we think oh sorry i I shouldn't laugh at someone getting shot but I mean, it is the Punisher. If somebody doesn't get shot, is that the (laughs) Punisher? Is that the show? (laughs) We
0: have, the show gives us like five minutes of, oh, these two have got quite a nice um, chemistry. Like maybe he's going to have a love interest. Oh, that's really sweet. And then she gets (laughs) shot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. However, he, uh, Frank, carries Beth to a nearby truck and heads for the nearest hospital, taking the other girl with him. Castle shoots and kills more members of the group who are following them. Reaches the hospital and Beth survives. Terry, what a twist!
1: Oh,
2: jeez.
0: Later, Castle and the girl move on. Meanwhile, Dina Madani visits Billy Russo's hospital room. Shortly after she leaves, he opens his eyes.
1: Why is she there visiting him? I'd be like rot in fucking hell, hell asshole. Also, I'm turning off all of your machines. You're <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of set it up, don't they? Will where she's sort of just going all the time, because she does... I think, if I remember right, she doesn't... She thinks he's going to wake up anytime, And yeah, she, she goes just,
2: there every day.
0: She yeah. thinks
2: it's all an act, yeah.
0: Yeah, because she... He's sort of... Um, when he wakes up as well, he kind of has, obviously, quite significant brain damage, but she thinks everything, like, it is all an act, because he's so you know, um, manipulative, or he was in season one, she thinks like a lot of it isn't at but she she gets they, they comment on that that she's kind of obsessed with it with visiting yeah. this guy. Yeah. And she's got sort of PTSD as well. She's still got like the scar on her temple where she was shot, um and everything. But yeah, and right at the end he opens his eyes. And I think he's got is he he's got like bandages on his face still in that first episode.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's yeah he's... His face is covered somehow.
0: Yeah, he's not got his weirdo mask yet, which we'll get yeah. to. <laughs> the show
2: is so violent. I don't remember it being so violent in season 1, maybe. I just wasn't oh, paying it, attention. Yeah, I was like,
0: it was super violent. You don't remember him gouging out the guy's eyes, Will? I don't remember
2: so many people getting, like, shot in the head or uh, what was that? Was I not paying attention? Like, like, oh my God, I was watching this and I was like, oh, was another guy getting shot in the head.
0: Seriously. I think that was mainly why you, you, Tammy, were like, you didn't want to watch season two because of the violence. Because yeah. you're, not, you're not into violence. I'm really am
1: not. and like, Whereas it sounds like I, I'm like, yeah, but me and Will totally are. <laughs> you guys just love violence. Yep. I can't get you guys to stop watching violent things. Yep. No, and it just... Yeah, there's just too much uh, things politically that angered me, so I yeah. was like, I don't think I need to watch a show that makes me so angry. Like, I don't allow people in my life that make me that angry, so I just don't necessarily need it I, I just didn't feel the need to watch it so yeah and I figured if you guys ended up podcasting about it regularly without me then I would just listen to the podcast and learn things that way so
2: mm-hmm.
1: um although apparently Josie thought at some point I was gonna watch it so <laughs> <laughs> again I feel very bad about that but whatever
0: <laughs> sorry Josie get get used to disappointment um, come on you're an adult yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm kicking you out next. Week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's why she's not recording with us, right? Because you've kicked yeah, her out of the house. So yeah, out. yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I thought
2: that she. I was thinking that they didn't like spend the night together, Frank in the bar But I'm thinking I'm confusing this with like Titans, where <laughs> she was hitting on him. But I think she was trying to get him to uh, Robin. She was trying to sleep with him, but he like. Turned her down. The hotel owner, or something like that. I'm getting. There's. There seem like there are some similarities because they're both like in the start out in the Midwest or they are mm. the midwest at some point. Yeah. I started watching Titans, by the way.
0: I started <laughs> watching it as well. Yeah, I, I'm only like three episodes <laughs> in. It really is. It's like this ain't your mama's Robin. <laughs> like he's going like killing people and everything. I,
1: I think when you first started watching punisher you did send me a message something about like there's a lot of country music and sex or something oh, and yeah. I was like,
0: What? yeah because because like they go to this bar in the first episode and the singer is like it's real country and western and frank is totally into it there's loads wow. and loads of shots of him just like watch like listening to the band and just being like yeah oh i love <laughs> it <laughs>
2: I was kind of into it too, and I don't really like country music. <laughs> but I thought the band was pretty
0: good. <laughs> I just like—I lo- just like made me laugh because, uh, yeah, he was like super into this band. I think he was more into the band than the bartender. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, and then like literally like one of the first scenes I think is them getting it on, and it's kind of surprising because he's so sort of chased in the first season, you know, because it's just everything's about his wife.
1: I was going
0: to say, the only person he really has sex with in the first season is his wife, his yeah. ghost wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have no sex. Ooh. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> and I remember as well, um, like I don't know if you were Will, already being annoyed at the other girl, the one that we're mentioning in this. Um, no. Because I, I remember from the trailers thinking, are we going to have Frank have a little sidekick girl? Oh. And I didn't want it to happen.
2: That's the character type that annoys me a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like a surrogate daughter. Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't want. I remember like just being like, I don't want that to happen. Um, But we'll we'll discuss whether it did or not. So episode two is called Fight or Flight. Uh, Frank Castle and the girl check into a motel in Larkville, Ohio, and he has her treat his wounds. The girl says her name is Rachel, and Castle interrogates her. By the way, she's like sixteen years old. This girl, Tammy. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, about 16. The girl says her name is Rachel, and Castle interrogates her about why people are trying to kill her. The gang that attacked them tracks them to the motel. A gunfight ensues in which Castle, Rachel, and one remaining henchwoman survive, but all get arrested by local police. Madani visits Russo, who does not remember anything more recent than his time in the Marines. Madani has been visiting Russo almost every day and refuses to believe he has amnesia. I'd be the same. I'd be like, this isn't a soap opera, dude. Uh, her, <laughs> her mentor, Rafi tries to convince her to stop. Yay. The return of Rafi. Um, that night she goes home and has a nightmare about Russo right before Castle wakes her up with a call asking for help from the police station. She says no, leaving him to defend the precinct from religious zealots led by a mysterious man on his own. So I remember, lo- like, really liking this, that the police station, like, like Frank, Rachel, and this, this other henchwoman, um, whose name I can't remember, they're, like, stuck in the cells, and then it just gets attacked by... And it's, like, this real, like, tiny town police station, you know? Um, And it feels a bit more like a bottle episode, like all of those scenes. And it gets attacked by just, yeah, these crazy religious guys. Um, And they're led by this guy who we find out is John Pilgrim. But I remember that being pretty cool.
2: I remember her digging that bullet out of Frank's butt.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He totally gets (laughs) shot in the butt. You're right. I forgot about that. That Yeah.
2: Poor little girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. she's Digging around Uh, in John uh, Burnthal's butt.
2: The whole grunting thing that Frank does, like, <gasps> like he wasn't doing it at that point, but it just happened a lot during the season. Yeah, it does. Just,
0: yeah. Yeah. Also, like the oh, go on, Tammy. <laughs> That's
2: just his acting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
0: um, and also like the. What do you think of the amnesia storyline, Tammy? Uh, I
1: well, I would also not believe that that something real.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but she really should not be as obsessed she should be concerned that he's awake but you know if she was that concerned she should have killed him a long time ago
0: and i'm pretty sure he's like um he's strapped to the bed and stuff and he's got a mask on so you can't really you can't see his face or anything but um, and before
1: before people get upset that i'm just like so easily like ah, just kill him uh, this is a tv show everyone else is shooting everyone
0: in the show no 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 no, so, guys tammy goes around hospitals regularly just switching yeah. machines off
1: willy-nilly so, i am perfectly i would be perfectly okay if my daughter had just killed
0: him so. yeah seriously oh yeah uh so episode three is trouble the water in a flashback the mysterious man is revealed to be john pilgrim a pious man and a former white supremacist with two sons and a sick wife who regularly attends a rural church. So yeah, he's got like all of these, um, like neo-Nazi tattoos, hasn't he? Well, like you see, like when they've tried to be removed, but they're not fully removed, you can still see them.
2: Uh, I guess so. he's a reformed Nazi, I guess. Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay.
0: Yeah. He's like a cuddly Nazi, you know?
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's now a preacher this guy as well he plays him i can't remember the actor's name he's a he's a creep he's got like a very he's got these kind of like sleepy starry eyes like he was just
2: very creepy kind of a mickelson yeah
0: yeah no you're right yeah creepy creepy dude um the wealthy couple financing the health care for his wife, Anderson and Eliza Schultz, tell him that they need him for a mission. In the present... So El-
2: I'm sorry. Eliza Schultz is played by yes. Annette O'Toole, who is Mama ah! Kent from Smallville. Yay! <laughs> She's such a- you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's terrible in this show.
0: She's like playing a yeah. She's playing like I've never seen her play like a an awful person like in yeah. this show. Like she's really cold. Like yeah. It was kind of like a nice bit of casting. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, and I think the guy who plays her husband, Anderson, is Corbin Bernstein. Bernstein, whose name I recognise, and I recognise his face, but I don't know what from. He's been a load of stuff. Um, in the present, Sheriff Roy Harden finds that Rachel, in quotes, is one of many aliases used by the girl. She's not Rachel. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Pilgrim brings a small army to Larkville County Sheriff Station, who starts firing on the building from the surrounding woods, but Castle gets out of his restraints and kills all of the shooters. Of
1: course,
0: he does. <laughs> of course <he> does. <laughs> Pilgrim manages to sneak up behind the Punisher, but... Just as he gets Castle in his sights, Madani shows up with a DHS helicopter to tell Castle that Russo has escaped the hospital. What a surprise. <laughs> uh, Castle takes Rachel for her protection and all three leave for New York.
1: I Okay, so this whole thing with Madani shows up with a DHS helicopter to tell Castle that... Russo, I like to think she was in the helicopter and just from like a bullhorn, just yelling it down to him. Hey! Hey! So you know Billy? Know. Billy Russo, yeah. your old he best friend? He's
0: escaped. <laughs> what was that? What did you say? No, Bye. he's escaped.
1: Yeah. Bye. Do you wanna live? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the way they worded this is like
0: what? <laughs> I know. This is Wikipedia, so thank you to whoever wrote oh, this yeah. on Wikipedia. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Thank you whoever entered
0: this <laughs>
1: entry. Blah, um, <it's> <sighs> uh, blah, Yeah, so, okay. So, John Pilgrim has two sons and a wife. And it says a rural church. Is this one of those... I think
0: he has one like, son. Oh, no, he does have two son. sons. Yeah, you're right. He does have oh, two God. sons. War-
1: yeah. War- Wikipedia says two sons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, does, is it one of those churches like a trope church where it's like the... uh? There's They have snakes in there, and like they do oh, snake biting and all that. Probably. Stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm I, just trying to get an imagery of what this small church. is they, they just, like, I mean,
0: they hate gays, Tammy.
1: So there you go. It's oh,
0: that kind of church, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember that.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can see that. They
0: live in the woods and are ex-, ex
1: uh, Ex-Nazis. So yeah, I guess.
0: Sure. That, that seems on brand for
1: that. Church. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so episode four was scar tissue. Flashbacks show counselling sessions between Russo and psychotherapist Dr. Krista Dumont. As, I don't know why I said it like that, sorry. <laughs> Dr. Krista Dumont as he tries to recover his memories and strength amidst nightmares about a skull vest. Um, so this is where we meet Krista DeMont. Will, what were your thoughts on her generally in the show? Because I hated this character.
2: Yes, I agree. I'll, I mean, the first episode, no, but once you get into the season, like, oh, God, I'm so tired of her.
0: Yeah. She was probably like the low point character for the whole show for me, which is a shame because yeah. she's the one we get a lot of exploration of Billy's character. Through and I think Ben Barnes is excellent in this season, even though I have issues with some of the stuff they did with his character. Um, but yeah, yeah she's um, very irritating.
1: Is his fa- I I know you still have to read the rest of this. Is mm-hmm. his face revealed yet? Like, do we?
0: look think like now this is around the time it's revealed, and what we find is um, some of the therapy that she does with him. And I don't know if they'll say this in the uh, in the. Um, descriptions some of the therapy she does is she gives him a blank mask to wear because she for her patients she gives them a blank mask and she gets them because it's patients who've suffered trauma and this is based on a real real um uh, counseling technique and she gets them to decorate the mask with how they feel on the inside if that makes sense so what they do is they have him wear this mask a lot um and it's kind of got all these marks all over it and they do reveal his face, and I have to say, shaving his head and giving him, like, three scars is ain't going to make Ben Barnes that, a monster.
2: Shit, you know, okay, yeah, he doesn't fine. look that bad. Yeah. Like, is it Jigsaw supposed to be, like, really disfigured?
0: You have, like, Jigsaw, if you look at, like, the, Wolves, the Punisher Warzone movie, Jigsaw's, like, face is, like, held together with, like, bits of horse skin and... Stitches and his one of his eyes is kind of sewn across it, and like yeah his face is meant to be like destroyed because that's um you know he was this very vain narcissistic guy, and they've when I read interviews about why they sort of went this way because he 's got like a few scars, like he's scarred on his face, tammy, but he's Ben Barnes, you know what I mean like yeah. he's beautiful um he's a good looking guy, and they kind of like buzz cut his hair. Um, you know, and you 're like yeah you're still Ben Barnes, and they sort of um the way they kind of said it was they they um they didn 't go with like the, the 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 crazy scars on the outside because they were exploring more about the damage on the inside, and to him he 's so narcissistic that like those scars would any scar you know would he would see himself as a monster on the outside because he 's that narcissistic. Which is fine, but my issue is we get I, in this show a lot of times, people are like, look at him, they're like, oh my God, what happened to your face, man? You're a monster! <laughs> and you're like,
1: yeah, eh, I'm no. I'm pictures now, it's like, maybe he was in a bad car accident. Yeah. So it's like healing, like, yeah, not that, that it, big of a
2: deal.
0: It's one of my least favourite tropes in movies, and yeah, I'll, no, I'll say the, 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 the most ridiculous version of it again that i saw recently in the last year or so was in the remake of ben-hur where you have the character uh, uh, character played by toby Kebble, who you know he's a he's an all right looking guy and he goes to war and he comes back and he's literally got a little tiny nick out of one of his ears and a scar across his cheek and he says to his his girlfriend that he left behind he's like i know i know i'm a monster and i was like dude you look like you cut yourself shaving this morning <laughs> like calm down it's it's just a trope I really I really don't
1: like. Yeah, yeah I you
2: know it's like kind of like Tyrion Lannister. Yes, out of the Black Heart, he's supposed to have part of his nose missing, but
1: yeah.
2: he ended up with just a scar that went away after a
0: while. Yeah, well, because they're like Peter Dinklage is a good-looking guy, and you know, and they want to kind of keep that. And it's I do, I don't know. I I think it does. It did a disservice to his character. I remember in the show. Um, they also, t- with with Tyrion as well, they take away some of the stuff that he does. They try and make it more warranted. Like, there's times in the books where he just straight-up murders people. And in the show, they kind of go, Oh, but look, he did it because it was self-defense. And it's like, no. They they take away a lot of the kind of grey with him. And I don't know. I think it's uh, they do a disservice to the character. So
1: I'm looking at set photos, and mm-hmm. there's like a picture of a uh, castle with um i assume rachel or whatever quote-unquote rachel mm-hmm. and um he looks more fucked up <laughs> than yeah so yeah that's a problem okay yeah anyway sorry continue reading that newspaper.
0: no no worries at all uh okay so it's revealed talking about billy it's revealed that he grew up in foster care and felt the military was the closest thing he had to a family in the present, Madani hides Castle and Rachel at her apartment in New York. Castle then visits Curtis Hoyle. Yay! We love Curtis <laughs> for information about Russo, but the latter believes that their former colleague does have amnesia. Castle recalls Russo telling him about being abused by one of his childhood caretakers, which he relays to Madani and Mahoney, with the former hey. Mahoney, yay! <laughs> with the former trying to find the abuser while the latter tries to follow her. Rachel breaks down and tells Castle she was part of a group of con artists from Chicago that had been paid by a Russian gangster to take pictures of a man kissing another man.
1: Oh. 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 <laughs> oh got to be a really easy job just find a dude kissing
2: another dude okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) seriously (laughs) will come on
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after the job the group is massacred while rachel is out getting dinner for them forcing her to flee so they got these pictures of a man kissing another man i know it's shocking to me and after that job was done then they were all killed apart from rachel meanwhile russo tracks down his abuser and kills him Rachel goes out and discovers Castle's history as the Punisher. When she returns, she finds his Punisher cave, like his back cave. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, his, his Punisher shirt didn't reveal the fact that he's a Punisher, no, or his name tag that says, "My name is the Punisher." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, how can I help? Yeah, <laughs> oh, <ask me> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, when she returns, she reveals her real name is Amy. Russo shows up at Dr. Dumont's apartment asking for help covered in blood. Now, Tammy, you're a psychotherapist. One of your patients, who's known to be violent and now has has, has major brain damage, comes to your apartment covered in blood and asks for help. What do you do, Tammy? Uh,
1: I say come in because I'm scared that they're going to attack me. So I'm going to be as nice and gentle as possible. And then on the sly, I'm gonna call the fucking police. <laughs> well,
0: clearly, you're not Krista Dumont, Tammy, so. <laughs> Oh,
1: God.
2: Well, they didn't talk about the part where uh, Russo escaped from the hospital, and he used Dr. Dumont as a hostage.
0: Oh, yeah. He was trying
2: to get out, yeah.
1: Yeah, he used oh, her as a so, hostage.
2: Yeah.
0: So, is
1: she
2: really... Okay.
1: Is she, is she like, in love with him? Is this... Is this
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, <laughs> so... <Sorry. laughs>
2: Well, Um, I was glad to see Curtis and Mahoney.
1: Yeah, I love Curtis and Mahoney. uh, Okay, so we're that's episode four. So we're like a a third ish of the way through. Uh, Um, so is Micro not in this season? No, which
0: I was very sad about because I love Micro. I I think, yeah, (laughs) mm, I love Micro. I love the relationship between him and Frank, and that's one of the reasons I think I didn't like Amy. Because I was like, yeah. no, I don't like this relationship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Get, get ready to cheer in episode five. Are you ready?
1: Uh-huh. One Eye okay. Jacks.
0: One Eye Jacks. Well, it's called One <laughs> Eye Jacks Festival, which is awesome. Okay, ready? Frank coerces Turk Barrett. Yay!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this must have been your favorite
0: episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it's Turk. I love him. Uh, Frank coerces Turk Barrett to set up a meeting with the Russians who had contacted Amy's group for the photos. At the Russians' gym, they force Turk to set up an ambush for Frank at Turk's apartment. Uh, Frank instead goes to the gym and has a deadly confrontation with the remaining Russians while he extracts their leader's name, Nikolai (laughs) Poloznev. The Russian (laughs) business Nikolai Poloznev. I'm going to go with it. Poloznev. A Russian businessman. Madani attends one of Hoyle's veteran group therapy sessions. Billy befriends one of the troubled veterans at a bar. The Schultz send a Pilgrim to New York, assigning him to go after the Russians. He kills the remaining Russians at the gym. I think if I remember, in this one where Frank's fighting the guys at the gym, isn't there a lot of, like, hitting them with barbells and stuff, Weights,
2: well? yeah. A lot yeah. Of
0: yeah of it's pretty hard hardcore. It's
2: pretty hardcore. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Sounds brutal. You would not have liked it, Tammy.
1: No. So, uh, so Pilgrim, like, is he He's just a preacher, ex Nazi, gun for hire?
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay.
1: Fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, and a, and a okay. really creepy dude. Well,
1: he's very yeah. creepy looking. I mean, look, Frank's a really creepy dude.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> They're all, it's it's a, this show is a show about creepy dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, the next episode, episode 6, is Nakazat. Uh, Castle and Amy develop the photos in order to meet Poliznev. Pilgrim tracks down and threatens Madani to turn over Amy and Castle. After capturing Poliznev, Castle interrogates him, wherein the Russian explains that the photos were supposed to be used to blackmail Senator David Schultz, a closeted homosexual who had been groomed into power by his parents, the highly religious Anderson and Eliza Schultz. Uh... i was wondering
1: if it was actually going to be anderson himself but okay it's his kid it's the
0: it's the oldest son yeah because they want him to be a a politician and you can't be a politician and gay will sorry i'm sorry to tell you (laughs) (laughs) me and you will never uh, be in politics (laughs) 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 Uh, but tammy you've still got a chance (laughs) you can go for it (laughs) Uh, frank spare's pol <laughs> frank spare's pol- poloznev's life and tells him to leave the country tells him to leave the country with his wife and daughter but pilgrim later finds poloznev and executes him meanwhile Russo. so basically this is just him getting Frank's sloppy seconds and killing them <laughs> yeah not really you know uh, meanwhile Russo befriends befriends more veterans from hoyle's therapy group after violently beating a tow truck driver for towing one of their cars, he convinces them that they are meant for violence and they make plans to rob a bank. Hoyle helps one of the veterans, learning that Russo is meeting with them. Russo returns to Dr. Dumont's and reads his file. He attacks her, causing her to stab him in the hand. He then kisses her and she reciprocates, Tammy. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing more sexy than stabbing someone in the hand, Tammy, come on.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, okay, I I'm confused. So Russo is going to Hoyle's veteran group and just taking guys.
0: I don't even know who, I can't remember if he was going to them. Like, yeah. Hey yeah,
1: like, I like be... waiting outside and like a <laughs> like a bad drug dealer waiting outside an NA meeting. <laughs> like, just be like,
2: hey, uh, uh, yeah, I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that one guy in at the bar but. By... Yeah. Choice and then just met some other him but that would be cool if he was just handing out flyers. <laughs> 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 if you want to be a murderer, ask me. <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, well, because
1: Russo's job in season one was doing that military base. Yeah, um, and was it anvil Whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, he would have, you know, he would have loved to have uh, Lewis from season one on his team now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's who he's kind of, like, going for. Uh,
2: That guy is kind of like a Lewis.
0: He's uh, He's such a Lewis.
2: (laughs) Don't be a Lewis, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, so episode seven is called One Bad Day. Tammy, I don't want you to throw up when I read this first sentence. Are you ready? Okay, I want sure. you to grip. I want you to grip the sides of your chair. <laughs> I was going to say
1: this is where Jesse's note starts.
0: Okay, <laughs> Russo and Doctor Dumont's relationship becomes sexual. <laughs> I don't even
1: know how she made it through
2: this
0: episode. Then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not good. Not good. Uh, Hoyle, Castle and Madani track one of the veterans that had been meeting with Russo, with Castle brutally interrogating him. Oh, after okay. they find out about the planned robbery, Castle and Hoyle go after Russo, while Madani calls Mahoney to let him know about it. Russo and his gang they then rob a payday loan business, but Castle confronts him while wearing the Skull Insignia vest from his nightmares. Now, if I remember right... Yeah, go on, sorry. yeah he's like "Ah!" if i remember right i think i spoke to rebecca one of our listeners about this at the time is that literally frank hasn't is wearing like a a coat or something so you can't see it and instead of just stopping russo because at this point he like wants to kill russo like already because of everything that russo's done and um instead of just standing there and shooting him, doesn't he, like, Will, doesn't he, like, go, Russo! And, like, calls him, gets his attention, and then takes his coat off so he can see the skull. Yeah. And, like, because of that, Russo <laughs> gets <right>. away. <laughs> like, I was like, why are you doing that? And just shoot him in the back of the head. If you really want to kill him, Frank. So
2: Always announce yourself before you kill someone. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, but obviously so Jesse, then it'll be a very short season. So
1: Josie's notes on this is, and I... I assume there was a shootout <laughs> that occurred. Yes, there was, yeah. Because she says, uh, on episode seven, how did Billy not hit a single shot? He's an ex-Marine and had this massive gun. He should have made at least one shot. <laughs> so, I don't know, but apparently that that is the most irritating thing about this
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I that brain damage.
0: Yeah, scene, brain damage. His, his tracking is off. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember like much about the shoot. I remember there was a shootout, but yeah. Well,
1: apparently, Russo was shitting. He, the, he, the,
0: trained, the, he trained with the stormtroopers of how to shoot people and therefore misses every time. I don't know.
2: He watched Star Wars every day in the hospital. <laughs> he
0: had it playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> episode eight is My Brother's Keeper. After Russo freezes upon seeing Castle, who he still believes to be his best friend, because obviously he doesn't remember any of the stuff that happens.
2: Um, Why are you shooting at me?
0: Why I love you, brother. (laughs) Uh, We were just getting ice cream at the carousel. Um, After Russo freezes upon seeing Castle, who he still believes to be his best friend, his gang grabs him and they attempt to flee. Castle chases them, so Russo leaves his vehicle to confront him, While Curtis takes out a sniper, going after Castle, Castle reveals he was the one responsible for his facial scars and memory loss. So I kind of I kind of like this that it's not Russo is not just upset that obviously it's a betrayal from Frank and also the facial scars, but it's like Frank is also the one that gave him brain damage. You know, like messed him up because he's like he's very he's he shows like PTSD and and brain trauma um you know rather than just his, his face being messed up i just wish his face was a bit more messed up personally yeah. um so he's close to the the comic book but i don't know um oh, where was i up to uh, both castle yeah. both castle and hoyle hesitate when they get a shot at russo which lets him get away so there we go mahoney chases castle and catches him but hoyle intervenes so he can get away Russo kills the veterans who disagree with him after they get to their rendezvous before returning to Dr. Dumont feeling betrayed by Castle. Dumont supports this by implying that Castle is not the man Russo thought he was. He then makes plans to use the veterans to create an army to take on the world. Castle visits his family graves for guidance after feeling reluctant to kill Russo while he is unaware of his past crimes. Okay. So, but he still did the crimes. Yeah, he's 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 unaware of them, but like it didn't go so like when you when you didn't kill him the first, I'm not I'm not for killing people, but he he was not aware even of his cr- TV people. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, he was uh he was aware of his crimes the first time in the first season and you didn't kill him and that didn't get you anywhere. So even though he's unaware of his crimes now, I say just take him out. Yeah. But again, it would be a very short season, so we can't be doing that. So, notice how Amy has done nothing so far in this season. Yeah, I'm like, she's not
1: even mentioned in these things.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, episode nine is Fluster Cluck. Say that fast three times. (laughs) Fluster Cluck, Fluster Cluck. Billy's army goes on a successful robbery and murder spree through the city. (laughs) (laughs) They're just painting the town red, literally. Uh, Anderson visits Pilgrim in order to set a bounty on Castle and Amy, so he contacts mercenaries. Russo breaks into Madani's apartment and confronts her on his forgotten memories, where she reveals that he killed Castle's family in an act of greed. Uh, Castle learns Russo's hideout is called Valhalla. Mm. but is confronted <laughs> <laughs> he's such a <an> geek <laughs> um but is confronted by mercenaries after the bounty on his head and he kills them now aware of the bounty castle tries to contact amy only to find her gone amy left to try and flee the city by making contact with a friend from her former chicago gang who seemingly agrees to help amy finally answers castle's calls and tells him of her plans but finds out about the bounty on them Amy's friend betrays her for said bounty and brings mercenaries after her. What a bitch. Castle arrives and kills all but one while Amy hides in a utility closet. The last mercenary is then disarmed by Amy and she shoots him before Castle kills him so that Amy is not the killer. Uh, Meanwhile, I don't get that. She shoots him before Castle, Castle kills him so that Amy is not the killer. Meanwhile, one of the mercenaries contacts Pilgrim while he's confronted by his former gang of Nazis. I remember that, there, that shootout being there. quite hardcore. Isn't it like in a trailer or something, if I remember right? I feel like it takes place in a trailer.
2: Oh, this shootout? Uh, yeah. Not this one, I don't think.
0: Oh, I can't remember There's
2: a thing earlier where Castle taught her how to disarm somebody. Oh, yes. And yeah. I don't know if it's happened this at this point or not, but there's one point where she tries to do it on Castle. He gets pissed yeah. off and <laughs> like, throws her down. Like, you think this is a grave in this funny. Yeah, yeah, I think what happened at this point was that she actually successfully disarmed the guy and shot him once, and she was gonna kill him, but Castle oh, said, yeah. "Let me do it." Yeah, so you don't, you're you're not a killer. Let me do this or something like that.
1: Yeah. So I I think that's what Josie's notes are related to because it's just um, quotes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nice. Like, it was. I killed him. I killed him. No, no, no. See that? And then she put shoots guy. I killed him. And then she put, wow, hashtag BFF goals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I have a feeling that must be with the references.
1: Tammy, I'm a bit <laughs> scared of your teenager, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> say, she sent these to me. She's uh, she's staying at uh, my mom's house. And she sent these to me at 11.30 last night. And I'm, like, reading these before going to bed. I'm, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> but i told her thank you i love you now go to sleep so that it. <laughs> good night sweetheart <laughs> after you type out these weird violent texts nice <laughs> all right <laughs> uh
0: episode 10 is the dark hearts of men in a vicious fight pilgrim defeats his former gang while sustaining several injuries he then falls back into drugs and alcohol during his recovery doubting his purpose Castle and Hoyle scout Valhalla while Russo spies on them. In a flashback, Madani visits Dr. Dumont to discuss Russo and Castle over a bottle of wine. And, I... things, and things get sexy. No, they don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I'm
1: ending this call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Afterwards, Dumont surmises the only difference between them is Castle's belief that he is better than his victims due to his moral code it's true yeah it is true in the present castle attacks valhalla believing the women that attend the gang's parties every night have all left the building oh yeah i remember this knowing he was going to attack russo sets up an ambush wherein his gang brutally beats and cuts castle after russo leaves castle kills everyone and goes after him enraged he fires blindly into an upper office back in the flashback dumont tells russo how to break castle destroy his sense of moral superiority over his prey. In the present, Castle enters the office while still chasing Russo and finds three dead women, causing him to freeze in guilt as police arrive. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, but he like kills his, his moral code is so strange. Like I love, I love John Bernthal as the Punisher. I think he does an amazing job, but I just find the Punisher such a, I don't know, as a character. Maybe it's because I'm a daredevil girl, you know, because he's just like, yeah. oh, I kill, I kill everyone, but oh, I killed these three ladies. Oh no, do you know I mean, what I mean? I
1: I seriously do not know what these notes mean at all. <laughs> <Since> then, <laughs> the other ones I've been able to at least kind of piece together from the thing. She says, so the creep dude, Robert slash John. I think she just doesn't know. I
0: think that name. means pilgrim, so, yeah. <laughs> pilgrim
1: just revealed that John isn't even his name and he's a straight-up murderer, but then asked the girl to marry him? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I'm like, did someone ask somebody to marry them? Because <laughs> you'd think
0: that would be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Will, is this ringing any um, bells with you? Any wedding no. bells? <laughs>
1: I
2: wonder That's if she's a bit started of... watching
0: another show. <laughs> <laughs> she started watching, like, Love Island or something. It was like... Yeah,
2: I don't remember maybe that at all. it was a flashback or something, I don't know, thing I could guess. Uh,
0: yeah, it might be like Pilgrim. a flashback to when he became, you know, when he gave up uh, drugs and yeah. stuff and then ma- met his yeah, wife, maybe.
1: Because we talk about Pilgrim at the beginning, where mm. he um, starts going back to drugs and alcohol, so doubting his purpose. So maybe they had flashbacks at yeah. that point. So it must know. be
0: that then, yeah weird <laughs> so it does like, sound like, like she just suddenly watched a different show
1: I'm like what the fuck
0: Anything
1: <laughs> else i can kind of tie back to these descriptions <laughs> all right
0: so episode 11 is the abyss believing that he killed three prostitutes during his attack on valhalla other oh, prostitutes that's all right you know they're, they're not real people <laughs> I'm just going by by movie logic. Uh, Castle allows himself to be arrested. While he's under armed guard by the NYPD at a hospital, Karen Page visits him. Yay! Uh, Yep, she's in this episode. Amy attempts to free Castle before any hitman can come after him. After she informs Madani and Karen about what happened at Valhalla, the two women examine the dead prostitutes' corpses in the hospital's morgue, where they learn that the women were executed at close range by Russo and his men before Castle arrived. Before presenting their findings to Castle, however, the two have to rescue him and Amy from a police officer who was after the bounty. Karen triggers the hospital's fire alarms so that Madani can exfiltrate a disguised Castle. The escape is thwarted by Mahoney, who attempts to transport Castle to a nearby precinct, unaware that Pilgrim is pursuing them. I don't remember him being disguised, but now I want to imagine he was wearing, like, like a wacky moustache or something. <laughs> I don't know what.
2: Oh, Frank.
0: Yeah. Do you remember his oh, disguise?
2: Yeah. I don't remember the disguise, but I do remember that he wore well, They were trying to hide him when they were mm. getting him out.
0: I remember They're my friend so Rowan. Weird. Oh, God. Now,
2: go
0: ahead. I was going to say, I remember my friend Rowan getting very, who is really not a fan of Karen Page, Um, He got very annoyed with this episode because she was running around with no shoes on, and for some reason that made him really angry. I remember that. And then after I'd seen the episode, he was like, see, you see, she didn't have any shoes on. And I was like, you don't even know me at all. I regularly don't wear shoes. (laughs) I'm not wearing shoes now, guys. (laughs) Um, did,
1: Did we learn more about Dr. Dumont in this episode, like any of her backstory? Um again, I'm trying to piece together this
0: We do we do get Doctor Dumont backstory at some point, but I can't remember what it is. Because it doesn't okay. seem to say it in the description. So if you if you have notes, it might remind me.
1: I don't know if it will or not. But she says, uh okay, episode eleven. Uh the dad just yeet by the way, again, thirteen year old. Yeeted the therapist <laughs> girl out the window. Oh yeah. Is that what happened or am I missing something? <laughs> No, so I think that was actually one of her main questions. She someone threw the therapist. The dad threw the therapist girl out the window, mm-hmm. and Josie's like, "Did I miss?"
2: Something? Oh yeah, that was yeah her backstory when she was young. Her dad threw her out the window.
0: Yeah, because you see in does. all the episodes, she's like really scared of like she can't approach like when she's pulling the curtains of the window, she has to have her eyes closed and stuff, doesn't she? Because she's like, but like I was like, why don't you get the ground floor?
1: flat or
2: yeah. office she has scars and when she when she has sex with Russo they're always always she's he's always giving her pain and she likes that and whatever yeah It's always touching her scars I remember being sad that this was probably going to be the last time we see Karen Page I know <laughs> she oh, could have been yeah, better no. and the last thing she says is good luck Frank and the way she says that you like no she's not going to be in any more episodes yeah in the track and I was like, "Oh no!"
0: Yeah, it's like the last time we. Yeah, it's a shame because, as I've said, <laughs> not a fan of the character, but I love Deborah Ann Wall. I love her. I think she's amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mahani is all over this season. He wants to arrest. He's always kind of threatening to arrest Madani. I think.
0: Yeah, Madani's kind of yeah. She's she's extreme in this season. <laughs> <laughs> like ready, so she's like you know. She's After last
2: season, her own thing,
0: yeah. Uh, so episode twelve is collision course. Pilgrim, Ambr- uh, Pilgrim ambushes Mahoney and Castle, pushing their ambulance off a freeway bridge. That's kind of crazy. Before he can finish the job, he's knocked down by Madani's car. While she searches for his body, he steals her car. Just as Castle saves Mahoney from the ambulance's burning wreckage. Castle obtains the address to Senator Schultz's residence and kidnaps him for interrogation in regards to finding Pilgrim. Meanwhile, Pilgrim discovers the location of Hoyle's trailer from Madani's onboard GPS and briefly interrogates him. Amy arrives at the trailer and Pilgrim knocks out Hoyle while she escapes. This is the trailer bit I was remembering. He returns to his hotel unaware that Amy has hidden herself in his car. <laughs> tiny she's just... she's in the glove box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> realizing that dr dumont is in league with russo madani heads to her residence to confront her only to push dumont out of her apartment window in self-defense after the psychotherapist attacks her <laughs> see uh, that was <laughs> a
2: pretty brutal fight between the, i remember that fight yeah it was really madani brutal. and dumont yeah yeah.
1: yeah. I've got uh, two notes for this episode uh, The first was quotes Again uh, These broken birds of yours, your patients Have you ever saved one of them? I'd like to think so But not your father, right?
2: Whoa. And then Josie
1: put Hashtag in all capitals Roasted and also childhood trauma <laughs> That sucks <laughs> 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 And then her, her second note is That fight slash death scene At the end was the T, Literally the therapist person got pushed out of the window again, like, like they and their dad did when she was a kid. Cue the flashback scene. Oh dang, she's still alive. Never mind, she's dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So Josie must have been typing this as she was watching. It. Josie was on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Been amazing. But, yeah, My favourite thing so far is the use of the word Yeet and that this yeah. is literal tea. That's
0: why. Now we're learning about all the sayings it's that the kids the have <laughs> oh, yeah, we I got
2: used to know up, so. <laughs> Go ahead well, sorry. Oh, so I used to know what Yeet means but I've forgotten
1: <laughs> I do not have a clue My understanding is it's used For anything
2: <laughs> So okay. it, it's
1: just Whatever. So in this case, when he threw her out the window, he yeeted her out the window. so I don't
0: know. And how is yeet you know, spelled? Is it ee or ea? Y e
1: e t yeet. See, oh. so I've never
0: heard yeah. of this and before. And
1: I, I mean, look, you know, because she's thirteen, so sometimes I check her phone, and she's aware, whatever. But she's like, it's her friends will just be texting each other the word yeet to each other. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't know. So, which is also why I don't check her phone that much, because I'm like, I don't, this is
0: bizarre. This is an alien language. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tammy, how are you finding this bedtime story so far? Uh,
1: It's pretty exciting. This whole thing, though, with this fight, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then Madani just straight up pushes her out the
0: window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like, bye, Doctor Dumont, (laughs) though.
1: And I, I guess I'm just kind of like lost with all the Pilgrim stuff. I feel like his character seems very unnecessary.
2: <laughs> well, I think that was very interested in Pilgrim, but I think by this point, uh, Russo and Dumont were planning to leave, take all the money they mm. had and leave, and Russo had just gone out to run some errands or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when um, Madani came, and yeah, through out the window.
1: <laughs> I mean, Madani does kind of sound like a crazy ex-girlfriend at this
2: point. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're obsessed with the, your ex, I mean, to the point of visiting him every day in the hospital, and then you kill his current girlfriend, like, come on. <laughs> I will say, I think um,
0: I think in this season as well, like I did in, in season one, I think Amber Rose um, Reva is really good. I yeah, think I she, because she kind of plays... Um, She's kind of walking a fine line of being likeable um, because she does these, these things that are really like irrational and um, and stuff. But it, it the way she plays it, it makes perfect sense with that's how her character would be after what she went through in season one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think she does a really good job. I think most of the actors do a really good job and John Bernthal is always great. And I think um, Ben Barnes is really good as well. I just wish he had a bit more of a messed up face. Yeah. He's still too pretty. Nope. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so episode 13 is The Whirlwind. Ready, Tammy? Yep. Okay. After witnessing Dumont's fall, Russo tries to kill Madani in retaliation, but is mortally shot by her and forced to escape when the police arrive. Meanwhile, Amy notifies Castle of Pilgrim's Whereabouts, only to be kidnapped by the gunman during the ensuing shootout. Hoyle frees Senator Schultz and turns him over to Mahoney, who decides to not arrest Curtis for his involvement. Pilgrim and Castle engage in a brutal hand-to-hand fight, with the latter coming out on top. After being asked by Pilgrim to spare his sons, Castle uses the gunman to secure a path to the Schultz residence. Uh, hang on. After being asked by Pilgrim to spare his sons, I guess by, by uh, Schultz, Castle uses the gunman to secure a path to the Schultz residence. After a botched underground surgery, Russo takes shelter in Hoyle's workplace basement where he waits for Curtis to sit with him until he dies. This bit was awesome. I remember this bit. Oh, so he goes to okay. where like the um, the support group is and he basically yeah. just sits sits um, on the floor like against the wall and calls Curtis and is basically like, I know I did bad things, but I'm dying. I oh, want you to come and sit with me while I die. And Curtis is like, yeah, nice. OK, yeah, OK, I'll do that. OK, fine. However, what a twist, Tammy. Castle arrives instead and executes him.
1: Seriously? He's already
0: got a mortal wound. Yeah, he literally walks in and Billy, I think Billy's like kind of pleased to see him, isn't he? If I remember, remember, because he's like, oh, Curtis sent you instead and you're going to sit with me while I die. And then like literally without a word, Frank just like shoots him in the head twice. (laughs) fuck that it's oh, kind of terrible. perfect for frank but i was just like wow so yeah so that's oh, uh, nice. that's how billy billy goes bye billy <laughs> <laughs> uh so later castle and amy confront the schultzes in their mansion eliza anato tries to kill amy but castle kills the schultz matriarch instead and gives her husband a gun to use on himself as the pair leave, Anderson commits suicide. With Russo and the Schultz dispatched, Castle, Pilgrim, and Amy go their separate ways. Duan is so
1: re- Pilgrim, so <laughs> yeah. Russo, who's mortally wounded and is going to die, yeah. Frank goes and kills him more. Yeah. He's basically dead, but he, he kills, kills him, him more. more. <laughs> yeah. But Pilgrim, who's a straight-up murderer, gets to just walk away. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. maybe because okay.
0: frank frank you know frank recognizes a like-minded soul yeah. <laughs> he, he, mode,
2: yeah Whatever.
1: i, oh, God. Yeah, I think
2: he explained to frank like they've got my two boys or something like that and i guess frank had a change of heart yeah i think so yeah but he yeah. shot mama kent in the head i could get over that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> beverly marsh from uh, the it uh, miniseries
1: yeah, because I think, like, that's another problem. So it it's one thing to go in and say, these people are terrible or whatever, I'm killing them. Okay. So Eliza, he would, if he went in and killed both Eliza and Anderson. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he kills Eliza and then makes Anderson shoot himself, mm-hmm. like, that's psychotic. Like, that's next level. Like, that's not just because you have some fucking moral code. Oh, I'm But Frank has always been psychotic. I know, but it's just... Uh, I'm not sad I didn't watch this. How about that? Okay, no,
0: that's so fair that's enough. The, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, Castle Pilgrim and Amy go their separate ways. Dumont is revealed to have survived the fall. Mm, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Three months later, Castle resumes his duties as the Punisher while Madani works for the CIA. <laughs> his
1: duties as the Punisher. Okay.
0: <laughs> Because there was a big part of him being like, do I do, you know, now that Russo's out of the picture, do I I continue to punish? Now that Russo's gone, do I continue to punish? And he's Uh, like, well, I just love my punishing, so I'm going to carry on doing it. It's my hobby. uh,
1: So, episode 13 notes is, a quote, I'm dying. I'm dying, Kurt. And then Josie just put, mood. (laughs) Uh, 13. Uh, And then she put, in all capitals. Oh, dang. Therapist Girl is alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She's got some overall notes and then her least favorite and favorite character. So, oh, cool. let's see. Um, overall, she says, I'm surprised we... <laughs> you'll like this, Claire. I'm surprised we didn't see the Doctor Girl that's in basically all of the Marvel shows. And then you put Susan or whatever. <laughs> that's not her name but that's the name I came up with when I was trying to think of what her name was. Susan. She yeah. Put, she put update. I looked up quote, Marvel doctor girl. Quote, end quote, <laughs> and she didn't show up. But when I looked up doctor in Marvel shows, she came up and her name is Claire. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> doctor girl.
0: Like doctor girl is a superhero. Yeah. I am um, doctor girl. <laughs>
1: Her least favorite character was some random girl toward the beginning, and it's somebody's kid. She, she, Josie is like me. She doesn't like kids in TV shows. Oh, didn't, um, like,
0: Alexa Davalos have a kid, I think?
1: Yeah. I think yeah, she had a kid yeah, at the start,
0: um, so it's probably her kid, yeah.
1: Um, Favorite character was Lillian. She was the lady that was the manager of the bank. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> I do not remember her. But
2: oh, okay, cool. that lady, um, the uh, manager at the... um.
0: At the, uh, yeah, the payday well
2: place. place. Yeah. Oh, she didn't, she would not she wasn't taking shit from anybody. Oh, yeah, too, she
0: was a, so. yeah, she was a badass. Yeah, because well, he was kind of threatening her, and she was just like, uh-uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well,
1: that was Josie's favorite character. And her favorite episode was episode seven, One Bad Day, mostly because of the scene of them robbing the bank.
0: So, that it was that a good was scene. Good. Well, also, that, that had her favorite character in, so. <laughs> exactly. Nice
1: uh yeah uh yeah, so I don't I so appreciate you and will going through the show for me on my path. <laughs> um, I feel like that ending i I would have been up in the air that maybe when I'm bored, maybe I'll watch the Punisher, mm-hmm. but I don't know with that ending. I'm kind of like i I don't know if I need to get that angry over a show, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know.
0: He's a character that it is impossible to kind of, I think, well, not impossible, but it's very hard to do without there being a lot of political stuff brought up with him. It's not
1: just that, it's like... I mean, and I had a problem with this in the first season, too, and it's a a problem with that character in general, not just mm -hmm. the show, but this whole idea of having a code, which, even if you, you have a really shitty code, like, fine, at least I can see that from a character perspective, that's what you're going to do. You're always Mm -hmm. going to be black and white as far as this code. You, as a character, may be morally gray, but you're still following this code, and that's why you do what you do. So you might be terrible, but it's because you're following the code. But even in season one they played with that code so much that it's like what the fuck is his code mm-hmm. and it seems like in season two they like even like doubled down on it <laughs> like, yeah we don't know what this code is so we're just gonna have him do whatever and then blame it on the code later on and that like irritates me because i'm like that's a cheap way out that's mm-hmm. a real cheap way out and i don't so it's not even just political stuff it's like i think that that's Lazy To me, that's lazy. Like, Mm. just uh, stick with the code. Like, I'm sure that a lot of the storyline could have been told the same way. And this whole thing, like, I get that Russo was a bad guy, but at the same time, if we're going to go with this idea of him having amnesia, which I think is silly, but okay, uh, to have him be mortally wounded where he's dying, he doesn't remember all the shit he did, And then be okay with our lead character just going and killing him Mm -hmm. when he was going to die anyway? It's like, why? Why do that? Like, it's just... There there was not a point other than to, I guess, just have Russo kill the bad guy. Or not Russo, um...
0: Yeah, have Frank kill the bad guy, yeah. yeah. Well, it means that they had both Madani and Frank kind of kill him. The two people that he wronged the most. Okay,
1: this guy who does not actually remember what he did, that's... you want to talk about a moral code, that's morally Mm. wrong. (laughs) He did not know he did
0: that. One of the things I forgot to mention when I was covering it was, um, I know one of the things they said when I read some interviews about season two in regards to Billy was they wanted to explore the fact that what is a character, like, you know, nature versus nurture with a character like Mm -hmm. this. If he becomes a blank slate where he has amnesia, and he doesn't remember all these horrible things. Then will that nature, that same, um, those same, uh, that same maliciousness and and uh, psychopathy come out? You know, was that as a result? Is that just ingrained in him, or you know? Um, is he is he is that just who he is or you know or can he can he change and that was something they tried to um sort of explore um but as the season came on it went on it did you know he 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 was he was basically the same billy you know from season one um which i thought again was something interesting to explore um but yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> and,
1: and maybe it's because of the um the way the show is like it's you know so many episodes you're having to cover so many different characters so you can't truly focus just on billy but it's like the fact yeah maybe if they really wanted to explore that maybe they wouldn't have given him a a a crazy therapist Mm -hmm. you know maybe they would have given him someone who was actually trying to work with him and then if it came out anyway then it truly was him but it's like if you're gonna play with that idea then you can't put things in his path where it still leads to the same result
0: yeah like, yeah i she's manipulating him as well
1: yeah yeah so i don't know I, I but like you guys watching it did you feel like they explored that properly how did you how did you guys like obviously i'm just reading along with these summaries with you guys so mm-hmm. i'm not getting the full breadth of the the show i i understand that so Watching it, did you guys have a problem with him killing Billy? Did you guys have a problem with him killing and or killing Eliza and then making Anderson kill himself?
0: <laughs> I don't really remember much about him about reacting to the Eliza and Anderson scene. Okay. Um, so I'd have to rewatch it. I mean, Will saw it more recently than I did, so um, might be better to comment on it. I don't remember that. I remember with the the scene with um with frank and billy that when frank showed up um it it was in character for him just to kill billy like not say anything just to put him but i was more like why did curtis do it because curtis alerted frank to where billy was whereas he could have just let him bleed out yeah
1: um
0: whereas i don't i don't kind of understand curtis's motivation so much because Is it that he feels that Frank needs something out of killing Billy because that's kind of messed up,
1: you know? Because that is, yeah, I didn't think about because
0: he's going to die either way, like we said. Yeah. So I remember thinking that more. I thought it was in character with Frank, and I thought it was put in as a kind of not a twist, but like a little surprise moment. Um, But yeah, that I I don't remember anything about the Eliza and uh, Anderson scene in all honesty. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Will
2: yeah i remember yeah with Belt frank um yeah i remember being surprised because you, know, you see the shot and you expect curtis to walk in but then it's frank and i also was kind of you know surprised that curtis would have done that yeah but i wasn't shocked but i wasn't shocked by frank actually shooting him
0: mm-hmm.
2: and if i remember correctly the uh, eliza thing um he shot Eliza and then he gave the gun to Anderson and said, You could here's a gun, you could either live knowing the truth or you can you know uh, shoot yourself. Okay. And then when they left they heard a gunshot coming from inside the house.
1: What if we what if there was another season we find out Anderson just like shot a fish tank or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like he just it, shot it, in the air in accident. anger. <laughs> yeah, like the gun just accidentally went off. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that. thank you, because that gives me a little bit more perspective on what happened. Because, um, mm. again, like, these sentences in Wikipedia are pretty, like... Yeah, some of them I, don't make much sense. <laughs> no, no. And I, um... Okay. I, agree, I mean, I do agree. I agree that that's within Frank's character. I just hate that the show kind of put that situation together um, as far mm-hmm. as killing Billy. And, yeah, that's really weird that they would have Curtis do that. I I... I mean, I know Curtis obviously didn't like Billy, and obviously was not happy with him probably taking these ex-marines or whatever, and and having them become killers. But still, that I, knowing Curtis's um, character from the first season, where all he is is trying to help people and understand that they've been through things and they've mm-hmm. um, they're living almost like through a daily nightmare in some ways to have him call Frank is kind of weird. Mm. That's a choice. Because, I mean, he could have, like, he could have called
0: um, the police or something and had basically, uh, you know, just so people were there, just to make sure that he didn't hurt anyone else, just keep an eye on the building until he died, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I I would be okay with the fact that Curtis not showing up, although I'm like, I don't know, I feel like, again, I can only base it on the first season Mm -hmm. version of the character but I feel like he's a character that would still go, even if it's not to be his friend, but to be there for someone who is dying. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but, you know, if not, because it's too personal, then yeah, to just watch, make sure nobody gets hurt and then just get the body afterward. Yeah. 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 It's just a a weird situation. They kind of built for themselves for that scene, it sounds like. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I remember when they announced the Punisher show, um, like ages ago, I remember saying that I had kind of some worries about it because I was surprised at how much I I liked season one um, because I I had some worries about it because I always think the Punisher is a really hard character to adapt. I think he's like lecturer in that he's so morally grey that it's hard to... There's only so many things you can do with the character, which is, oh, I'm not going to kill people, no, I am, you know, and and i felt and season 1 i think was successful to me because it was so personal it was about him finding out what happened um, yeah. so everything was very very personal to him and but whereas the stuff like with pilgrim in this didn't work for me so much even though i think the performances were excellent um it didn't work for me because it becomes like a kind of case of the week It's like he's, it's like the Incredible Hulk show, you know, he's just traveling around and he's helping people out. That never works for me with the Punisher because then people get killed and it's not personal. And that's when you get into like his code, which doesn't make any sense to me. And um, so that's, so a lot of the issues I was worried about that would happen in season one, I feel like came up in season two.
1: Yeah.
0: If that makes sense. I'm not very good at articulating it.
1: I understood. <laughs>
0: also, I kind of prefer my my heroes not murdering people. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah,
1: you you rather actually have a hero, hero.
0: Yeah, I like and you I, know I don't mind morally grey. That's why I love Daredevil. Um, but the code, the, the yeah, the I mean Daredevil's code is kind of messed up as well, but like not as messed up as the Punisher. And I I don't know. It, it's I just.
1: Feel and, and I don't read I haven't read any of the Punisher comics So it could be the same in the comics I have no clue um, But it just seems like The code as far as Writing it into a show His moral code seems to be Whatever the writers need it to be For that episode yeah. And, yeah. and that's where my problem is Because I'm like i rather watch a show where his code Is just really shitty and he's okay with killing people um, Even if Because he thinks he's doing good Mm-hmm. And I rather that as as long as it's consistent. And this is just very un- inconsistent. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Will, have you got any thoughts on the season? Um, is that
2: uh,
0: is very, that one of the dogs? By the way, just came in to give their
2: feedback. Uh, <laughs> um, no, they've just been <laughs> sleeping. Um, oh. It was very violent. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sad that I watched it, but at the same time, I could have done without it, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure it added much to the Marvel cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I think I think John Burns was excellent in the role still. Um, but it's more the, yeah, the character and... I, I mean, I don't know what they would have... You know, if they did a season three, I don't know what they could possibly do with the character.
1: I, I, yeah. I... I. It sounds to me like instead of having someone like a pilgrim, it would have been more beneficial to have someone like Micro and then focus on the Billy and Frank relationship. hmm Yeah, because then it seems like these ancillary characters were just that—like they were just yeah. like there for filler. And
0: yeah, just... I mean Amy, I like, I just, yeah. just I was just like, why are you in the show? you know and it's because he needed like a little sidekick and that's what i didn't want it to be the show when it you know when they announced it was him traveling around he's got a little sidekick and yeah you know of the week and uh, i don't know yeah so Uh,
1: so claire i know we Mm -hmm. had feedback was our feedback all related to punisher
0: we had some about the first episodes of the punisher um which goes quite in depth so i can read those we should have enough time Um, And then we have one which was just general feedback about uh, everything we're going to kind of cover because we'll talk about the other stuff like very quickly. So this is from Wu and he's talking about uh, episode one and two, I believe.
1: Oh, right. Okay. The cold open for episode one is one of the best I have ever seen. It really got me excited for the season in the grand tradition of the Marvel age of comics. I loved how this episode began so mundane and really looked a scene out of a star is born with Frank, just chilling, getting a beer and having a slow motion sex with a sassy bartender. (laughs) Whoa.
2: Um,
1: I love how aimless Frank Castle is in this episode. I wouldn't say he looks bored, but he does look like he has lost a part of himself. One of the things I love about Marvel Comics is how the hero knows they shouldn't go back to somewhere they've said they would never go back to. I mean, for goodness sakes, it's a running joke now in the Avengers comics how, how many people say they wouldn't join or come back. I think <laughs> Logan is up to 15 times at least.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I know Frank didn't say that to Beth, but I kind of get that vibe that he promised himself he wouldn't get too attached to anyone. The fight at the bar near the end of the episode is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in Marvel television that did not have Daredevil in them. As far as... (laughs) As far as episode two is concerned, I love seeing my crush, Agent Madani. She's so beautiful. (laughs) I will agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Something I find funny, I I don't know the performer who plays Rafi what his name is, but I bet this guy is tired of acting in scenes where he's begging Agent Madani not to do something. I can't remember his character doing anything else. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about, um, God, I can't remember his name now either, but he's like in all the things. Yeah. So I can't I wouldn't remember his name. Yeah. he's um, great. in everything I've seen him in. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I love him. He's, 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 he's always like, He's tape. like a smooth, cool dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I respect Frank Castle even more because before hi- This girl said her name was Rachel. I was calling her Annoying Gwen Stacy. (laughs) Honestly, to me, that is her name, Annoying Gwen Stacy. Props to this performer because she is very easy to dislike. So apparently after getting his face treated like provolone cheese in a grater, Billy Russo is forming a Slipknot tribute band. Do I have Uh, that right? (laughs) Yeah, with his weird mask. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, I love the character of Pilgrim. I love Michael Keaton's Vulture, but I know that... Uh, but I know what he's going to do to me. So wait, but I know what he's going to do to me. He's scary. Characters like Pilgrim, however, terrify me, terrify me. Anyone who is that soft spoken, polite and calm. Yeah. Yes. I mean like you, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: I feel like that has never been what people to me. Um, uh, Villains like that are the most terrifying. See Anton sugar in a country for in country for good old I for good. No, no. country. In country, for, <laughs> in country for old men. Yes. That's another example. Uh, talk to you next week, guys.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Woo. Not next week. It was five, five months ago, but yeah, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week for Jessica Jones. <laughs> um and I have one more email again that was sent a while back which is from 084 uh which is about Punisher I can read this one it's quite long it's amazing how such a simple straightforward show can just deliver and do its job no more and definitely no less even though Punisher's first season doesn't have a lot of moments that stick out to me in a brilliant way I also couldn't tell you anything I particularly didn't like about it The second season, path for the Course, does what it sets out to do and does it well, and it's got a few more bright spots this time around. I know people call John Bernthal the Punisher. He's as much his character as actors like Robert Downey Jr. and Vincent D'Onofrio. But Ben Barnes knocked it out of the park, and I just can't not call him the best actor of this season. He plays basically a different character from when we last saw him and adds an amazing performance to brilliant writing. I won't lie, it's still so incredibly stupid that he has, what, four scars? And he's acting like he has it worse than Dominic (laughs) West. (laughs) Um, And Dominic West played uh, Jigsaw in the Punisher Warzone movie, by the way. Uh, But that's where my issues with the characters end. I thought his relationship with Dr. Quinzel, I'm sorry, Dr. Dumont, would be a cliche. And it was, but somehow they made me care about it, and I don't know why. And I'm not sure how people are going to react to his death. Mid-apology, no words from Frank, just the Punisher being the Punisher. Oh, yeah, he was. I think he was apologising, Tammy. Oh. Just to make it worse. I'm just going to make it worse for you. Yeah, really. Uh, Carrying on. I was looking forward to those two just sitting and talking, making Billy realise what he'd done to Frank, and it was taken away without flourish. And I'm not mad about it. If any character is going to do that, it's Frank Castle. The other villain was meh. Josh Lucas did great with what he was given. I think that's Pilgrim. And that fight scene he had in episode 10 was brutal, even for the Punisher's standards. But I just didn't care. Not when his story was peppered in among what went on with Jigsaw. I was a little spoiled going into this, in that I knew Frank's two problems would never cross paths. I thought it would be okay, but it was a little grating. It's weird because the first three episodes were amazing. Put together, they're the perfect Punisher movie we never got. If I was given the opportunity to rearrange the season, I would have had Frank kill John Pilgrim in episode three, and then later on have the Schultz family recruit Billy to take Frank out. If those characters were put into, say, Preacher, I might have been more into it. But any time John Pilgrim was on screen in New York, with the exception of that one brutal fight, I just wanted to get back to Jigsaw. I love the character of Amy and how she's the polar opposite of our protagonist. Seeing Frank thrust into this relationship and caring for this random kid was so much more intriguing and emotionally effective than the scenes with micro's kids last year that's because micro's kids were terrible actors just gonna say particularly the son. (laughs) sorry the onions being chopped when they said goodbye at the train station were a nice touch uh curtis's bigger role was appreciated because he was one of my favorites from last year Amber Rose Reaver did great as Madani, although I wish the writers had given her more to do than just being hung up on the events of last season. I see that. The 10th episode of this season was the best episode of the whole show, possibly the most well-done episode Netflix and Marvel have ever put out. Wow. Such a great character study, the most brutal fights, and a heartbreaking ending. I do wish they hadn't taken away his killing those women in the very next episode. I thought it was important to show Frank the consequences of the way he does things. When he found out Billy killed them ahead of time, I felt like it took away any lesson Frank could have learned. But regardless, in the moment, that single episode was perfect. Oh, and that ending scene, I kind of hate it. Unnecessary, no closure, no important information added. We could have left it at the bus station. We really could have. But it's fine, it's fine, it's not fine. Hopefully we (laughs) haven't seen the last of this iteration of The Punisher. Oh, that wasn't me, by the way, adding it's not fun. No, uh, I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Things are more than bleak for Netflix and Marvel, but I have hopes to maybe see these characters on Hulu someday. Regardless, recasting the character in a movie or new TV show would be a huge mistake for Marvel. A Jared Leto with face tattoos sized mistake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers, Excelsior! Thank you, that was awesome. Um,
1: yeah. Just so I felt feel better about myself. Uh, the guy that plays Rafi is Tony Plana. That's it. Yes. Thank you. No problem. It was bothering me. I had to look him up. That's okay. I, like, <laughs> I can't let that guy's name be
2: unknown. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Corbin Burns. you said that earlier and it didn't register with me, but that's Corbin Burns. I, I never recognized him while I was watching What's he? the season. He was in, like, L.A. Law and Psych, and uh, he was in the Major League movies. Oh. He's been in a lot of stuff.
0: I recognize him from something, but, yeah, I don't think it would be any of those. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, So we were going to discuss a couple of other little things, little Marvel things that have kind of happened. So we'll do quick reactions, I guess, to some stuff. I'm going to throw some words at you guys. You can tell me your quick reactions. Are you ready?
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Captain Marvel. Yay! Ten- <laughs>
1: Yay! <laughs> Enjoyed
0: it. Yes. Me yeah. too. I love I love Talos, the Australian scroll.
1: <laughs> I I thought uh, I think one of the things I remember about it that I was wanted to say was like I thought the pacing was interesting because mm-hmm. Marvel sometimes has a problem with their movies where sometimes in the middle it gets a little. Slow and this one, I thought it started off slow but then just gave yeah. momentum as the movie progressed. and I, I liked it, yeah. I liked it.
0: I, um, yeah, I, I liked it as well. I loved Annette Benning, um, mm-hmm. uh, I loved Annette, Annette Benning, I thought she was awesome. I loved the actress who plays um, Marie Rambeau. Um, I'm not that keen on Brie Larson, I know the internet will hate me for that, but I'm not that keen on her. But maybe it's just because I, I just wish that we'd had like if it was. We had like a ten years ago Katie Sackoff in the part because I love Katie Sackoff in Battlestar, and I just think she'd be awesome as Captain Marvel um but uh I loved like most of the cast I loved Annette Benning um I loved Ben Mendelssohn as Talos, he's like the best thing, him talking about saying deadpan like asking why he would turn into a a filing cabinet might be my favorite moment in the entire movie. Um, yeah. And of course, Goose the cat because Goose the cat's awesome because cats. cats rule, guys. I know you're both dog lovers, but cats rule. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Avengers Endgame, go! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> same, same
2: feedback. <laughs> bittersweet. that would say bittersweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. How was your I loved it your thing. screenings?
2: Um. See, I saw it the Saturday, the first weekend. It was. Uh, the, everybody was really into it. Well, I will say at the Captain Marvel um screening, there was this one guy that was kind of dressed up like Captain Marvel, which I thought
1: was cool. <laughs> nice, that's there, wasn't cool.
2: Any, there wasn't any cosplay at the uh, Avengers screening, but unfortunately, I managed to go like all week without any spoilers. But I was watching like something on TV, a Twitch stream, and somebody Mm. mined that with in-game spoilers, and that pissed me off like about an hour before I was about to go see them. Oh, oh, no. That's what I hate. People do that. They try to hide spoilers from places you're not looking for them. Yeah. Like, why?
0: There was a guy at our screening. I went to the first um, screening on the first day. It came out in the UK. And as I, I went to see it in the evening, and as I was going in, in the foyer... Um, there was a guy, uh, and uh, spoilers for Endgame, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen it, obviously. <laughs> spoilers for Endgame, skip ahead like five minutes. Uh, there was a guy in the lobby, and like he was just yelling spoilers. So literally as I walked in the lobby, I just heard, Hawkeye's family gets killed! And I was like, la-la-la-la, ah, put my fingers in my ears and like ran up the escalator so I didn't hear anything else. But he was like yelling spoilers for the whole film. I like, prefer such nice that up. they got
1: snapped away. They didn't yeah. get killed.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. I mean... <laughs> Apparently as well there was some kids that ran into a screening they were at a screening of Endgame and they ran into another screening of Endgame that was about 20 minutes in and they just ran up to the screen and yelled at everyone Iron Man dies and then they left they got kicked yeah. out they got like lo- apparently the cinema got
1: loads of complaints I think for me the only like I pretty much knew without having to read it like I just assumed Iron Man was going to die and yeah. Captain America was going to be gone so those were the two I knew. I did not have any clue uh, about Black Widow no. at all. And, and even after, like, as I'm watching the movie, so she, like, dies. And I swear, like, even 20 minutes after, I'm like, when's Black Widow coming back? Like, I'm yeah. telling myself that. I, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around that she was dead <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know if it's because it was the one character I didn't know about. I I just, I couldn't. you know it was very bizarre to me um also
0: knowing that she had a solo film coming out i think everyone assumed that you know that that she would be making it out of the movie
1: and i I don't think i would have minded if hawkeye (laughs) killed (laughs) himself with his terrible haircut in that movie Uh, i like the haircut (laughs) and i know you don't understand that i yeah i went in with uh I went in and saw it the first Saturday it was mm. out in the morning, um, but still packed theater. You know, first thing in the morning, and um, I went in with like three little mini tissues because I think Claire <laughs> you had said that you had cried, so I was like, three oh, yeah. my tissues." But I didn't cry uh, until like the very, very end. But the thing I will say, I the one part that kind of irritated me about the movie. Mm-hmm was um, when they're all fighting and they gather all the females in the group Yeah, <laughs> and they have this line about well, she's not by herself or she's not alone or fighting alone yeah. or whatever and it was like painfully cheesy mm-hmm. and I felt like Marvel was really trying to force the fact because they've gotten so much blowback over the years of not having enough female characters mm-hmm. and it's like them going see we've got all these female characters now and they're so cool and they're gonna fight together and it just really like was so unnecessary and so annoying yeah it it took me out of the movie for a a sec because i was like that was gross (laughs) i
0: found found it very cheesy and i and i understand like marvel has got some awesome like female characters and it's great and but i feel like you don't it's, it's what I feel with equality. Equality I believe in, but equality is not going... Equality you shouldn't have to point to it, you know?
1: That, that's what makes it
0: equality. Yeah. Like, just have these I, awesome... female. Like, have the awesome moments, like, um... Pepper Potts arriving in the soup as yeah. rescue, which was awesome. Like, you don't need to then be like, look, look, look at all the ladies! It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, just have them be awesome female characters. Don't have it yeah. and don't have their characters be about them being, being females. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to what? be.
1: We, we didn't have to point it out when the guys were fighting together. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like,
1: was unnecessary. I, I, so I, felt I like always, necessary. And
0: awful. yeah, I, I heard a, a, a comment on a podcast or something the other day, which I really agree with, which is you don't Yeah, You don't have to point out, look, look, a woman, a woman, which I also didn't like to some extent. I thought that was a bit overdone in Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Which was one of the issues I had, and I, I, you know, I heard something which was like, you know, ca- characters should be characters first. You know, you didn't. It wasn't. It pointed out all the time that uh, that Ripley was a woman. You know why? Because she was originally written by a man. Being a woman or a man was not integral to the character. The character was integral to the character. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's yeah. that's that's equality to me. As long as you are getting, um, uh, you know you yeah, know, equal female, male characters or whatever, but it doesn't have to be like, look, look what we're doing. Isn't it great? And it's, it's kind of the same when you have any, you know, with anything, yeah, whether it's like,
1: with any any kind
0: of, yeah, with any kind of equality. equality. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I agree with that moment. Did your, was your audience like super as into it as my audience? Cause my audience like cheered out loud several times. Like when Cap held, uh, Mjolnir, like the, the place like erupted. Yeah. It was kind of amazing.
2: Yeah. When he finally said "Avengers uh, Assemble," yeah, right after all the teases and, um, yeah, it was, yeah, was kind of great. Were
1: like a small handful, but God, I I can't remember what it, which one, <laughs> what Marvel movie it was that we saw um, over the past year. But it was like something where it was like I felt like one of the audiences I had seen something with it was like just crazy about everything happening whereas this one maybe it was because it was a saturday morning <laughs> that it was a little more subdued but yeah definitely there were certain parts where the audience got excited it was
0: like that first screening of it was definitely one of my favorite screenings i've ever been to yeah, and i was sure. thinking about it the other day and i was like man that was it was like i don't know what could possibly like top that kind of experience you know for this yeah. build-up through through all the years. And just the fact that the whole audience was so into it, like, it was an audience of people who, you know, because it was first day, people who really wanted to be there. Everyone was so into it. They they were cheering. Everyone was crying. It was just, it was, you know, everyone was laughing together. It was it was amazing. It was like, it was a cinema, cinematic experience. You know, take away what, what I feel about the film. I, I loved the film, but take that away. And it was a cinematic experience I'm not going to, you know, forget, you know. Um, And I've seen it three times at the cinema And I actually did cry the most the second time Because I was with my my friend Vicky Who we'll have a feedback from in a minute Who is a massive Marvel fan And she was bawling her eyes out And that was kind of making me emotional as well
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I went and uh, You know, Dan and Josie And I went with our friend Gabby And with um, Brad And Brad Mm -hmm. actually had seen it the night before And then came with us and saw it in the morning Um, So kind of like back to back um, so I don't know. I felt like Gabby and I were like just trying our best to hold it all together. So, <laughs> so we kept each other strong, I think as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, like just, there was so many well done like fan moments. Like there was a lot of yeah. um, obviously fan service, um, but a lot of it was done so well. Like some moments I didn't like, like you said, I, I wasn't a fan of the, Yay, we're all ladies moment. Um, but there was like just some amazing parts, like like the Avengers assemble, and like that final battle was just like looking at a comic book yeah. on on page, you know, like with with you know with giant man punching a leviathan out of the sky. It was just incredible. Um, the, on my screening, also everyone cheered when um, Spider Man showed up at the end because you know Tom Holland, local lad so uh we we're all like yay Kingston boy so he got a cheer so that was quite funny um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay cool so Avengers Endgame so I've got some feedback from uh Vicky about those three things we kind of just discussed Tammy do you want to read this
2: um, sh-
1: sure okay <laughs> it's not that
0: long yeah here we go a lot of it I think is going to be guttural noises for uh, um, Avengers Endgame. Is that so. what you want me to read it? Like sure. A... <laughs> uh, let's see. So it starts, hola. Yep. Hold
1: on. Just scrolling, scrolling. I don't want to scroll too fast, because then I'll scroll right past it. So You'll scroll, <laughs> right. like the scrolls in Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll
2: scroll
1: fast. <laughs> okay. Hola. Look at me remembering to send my thoughts in time for your next recording session. So organized of me. <laughs> Thank you, Vicki. To be fair, we, we waited a long time. <laughs> yeah, you
0: had, you had five months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to give you uh, to give you anything for Punisher season two because I watched like three episodes and couldn't be bothered. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> not enough and too many willy willy waving for me. I'm afraid. <laughs> Wow, I don't think that was in the Wikipedia description. No, they missed out all the willy-waving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, O-M-G. <laughs> We've waited so effing long for a solo female Marvel movie, and holy shit did this one deliver. We shouldn't have had to wait ten freaking years for one, but hey, at least we got one, right? And a film about Carol? Fuck the patriarchy Danvers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's her middle name.
1: I, I want... I want that as a necklace. Just Carol, <laughs> fuck the patriarchy, Danvers. Um, even though that's not my name, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, the gayness was astounding. A fucking agree.
0: Seriously.
1: Either. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very brave of Marvel to give us a film about an interracial same-sex couple and their child. Go Marvel! <laughs> and yes, I do know that that wasn't the intention. But mate, this film is so fucking gay, like Top Gun, but better. Agreed. I, yeah, if, yeah, we've discussed this in our in my house. That's there's no way that that is not a gay couple. Like, no. There's absolutely no way. And then when she comes back in Endgame, I'm like, well, if we didn't know she was a lesbian before,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: so anyway. Uh, I like that it was an origin story, but not just a, hey, here's Captain Marvel, and she's awesome. It was a proper backstory that introduced many of the factors we already know about, but told us how things came to be in the MCU. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. agree. Um, I have so much to say, but it'll take way too long. And Goose, am I right?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Higher, further, further. Vicky's,
0: Vicky's a, a, a cat person as well, so
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Avengers Endgame. The rope. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Arg and all the letters, by the way. Yeah, I mean,
0: various various indecipherable sounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh Wheeze gross ugly sobbing. <laughs> and then just a bunch <laughs> <of> four letters <laughs> <to> characters. <laughs> um, And characters. Um My then? baby cries forever. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> because if I try this anymore, I'll start crying again. Ask me about it on the podcast when I'm on next week.
0: <laughs> we'll oh, do. but we don't
1: want to make her cry. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: was she was very like she's only been to see it once because she said she couldn't see it again. It was because also Vicky's favorite. You know, like Vicky, her favorite. She loves Hawkeye, but her favorite is um, uh, Iron Man, like Robert Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. has a very special place in her heart. So you can imagine this film was very upsetting for her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's... Yeah, I was going to say, and his death scene was... Woo! That really was... Oh, still, yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah. Even though I knew it was coming, it was still hard. Jeez. The funeral okay, scene just, was... Woo! Yeah. All of it. Woo! Okay, so... <laughs> there we go, Vicki. All the sounds for you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jessica Jones, season three. I'm so unbearably sad that, that this is it for the Marvel Netflix shows, but especially for the end of Jessica Jones. It's been so good having Jessica, and now it's all about to be over. My... I agree so much, yeah. so much. My only hope for this third and final season is that they don't do her dirty and make it a wet fart of a season. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, please don't give her a Game of Thrones-style rush oh, final season. Nothing yeah. makes sense, and all the character arcs are tossed aside to save time. Jess has been such an important and groundbreaking TV show, and I couldn't stand it if they don't give her the show ending that she deserves. Okay, I'm done. Sorry for the swears. <laughs> Were there? I don't even I don't even notice it. So. <laughs> exactly. I didn't notice either. Bring them on. We've got
0: an explicit rating. It's fine. <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks, Vicky. Um, so, yeah. So we should talk about Jessica Jones season three really quickly. And uh, uh, Tammy, you mentioned to me the trailer earlier. Will, have you seen the trailer?
2: I think so.
0: <laughs> they did like a uh, teaser and then they did a full trailer.
2: I think i saw both of them yeah yeah I, the trailer, I just don't remember them right now <laughs> i think the
1: trailer came out earlier this week maybe yeah i was surprised uh, well, like it makes it's, sense because they're like going back to i mean they're just like announcing oh jessica jones is coming soon okay yeah so like, all right okay. like <laughs>
0: seriously like netflix you know just like yeah do it a tra- like it shows that they don't they don't care about promoting these shows anymore you know because it's literally like week before. Oh, by the way, it's coming out. Yay. It's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. Um, I like the trailer. I'm kind of intrigued that it, it seems to be following, well, it seems to be going with like a very human type villain. We don't tend to seem to see any yeah. kind of super heroics. And it's kind of following on from the theme of Jessica. You know, Jessica's always questioned whether or not she's a hero. And now it's this external character who's saying you'll never be a hero. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's cool. And I guess we're going to get Trish with, you know, has developed new powers. So maybe she's going to attempt to be a hero and it's going to, you know, everyone's going to be trying to define what makes a hero. Yeah.
1: Um, and I like, I think I liked with the Trish stuff, because my concern coming out of season two, and it doesn't look like that's going to be a problem was, um, you know, we saw obviously the little, teaser of what was to come in the end of season two with her catching her phone or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i was concerned that all of season three was going to be this build-up of her becoming hellcat like little Mm -hmm. by little we were gonna get it but it seems like it's kind of out of the gate so i'm like okay cool that's yeah that's so much better than the slow process of it happening yeah (laughs) Well, we're all fans of these superhero shows. We just don't need it that slow anymore. We just don't. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, well, it's the last season as well, and you know that it's not going. To, it's not like they can build her up in this season, and then you haven't got a season four to be like, oh, and then she's actually going to be full Hellcat in season four. You know. They
1: didn't know. Well, they did know toward the end, but they were already filming. Right, they they knew that
0: Melissa Rosenberg was not going to stay on for another series. She knew she was going to do three. So, whether it's the plan or not, you know, it was always the plan to only do three seasons. We'll have to see. Like, I don't know if the fact that it's um, the last Marvel Netflix show has affected at all. Like, they went in and did any rewrites or reshoots or anything to kind of as a as a closer. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that, like, Luke Cage comes in at the end and they
1: yeah, have a
0: baby together. Um, <laughs> um, really no. quick,
1: like, like, the last scene is just her, with yeah. her standing
0: to Luke with a pregnancy touch. Exactly. Like no, I, 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 <laughs> I just think, like, I love the way the original Alias comic ends. And I'm not saying, like, characters need to be mothers to be fulfilled, because that's getting into some okay. Scully out of the X-Files bullshit. And I don't agree with that. But um, I love the way the original Alias comic ended, where it was all about uh, her kind of exploring, you know, coming to terms with her past trauma with Kilgrave, and we've had this this whole thing of her, you know, dealing with Kilgrave, dealing with her mother, and then at the end, and in the comic, she kind of has this very brief relationship with Luke, where it's almost like a one night stand, you know, they're friends with benefits basically. Um, yeah. But she finds out that she's got she's pregnant, and at the end, she kind of tells him and is like, you know, I'm pregnant, and he says, do you want to keep the baby? And she says, very, very much. And it's not even so much about him being the father, because their relationship kind of comes out of that. Um, you know, they fall in love kind of after that and get married and everything. Um, but it's just it's just such a different difference for the character, and I just think it would be a really nice way to end this character's arc if we're never going to see her again, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: well, and, and it would be nice to have, even if if we don't see see Luke, but it would be great of some sort of, I don't know, wrap-up of his show, even if it's like a scene or two or mm-hmm. a phone call or something, because his, out of all the shows, well, uh, Iron Fist definitely ended on a huge, you know, cliffhanger set up for another season, mm-hmm. and yeah. um and Luke's as well. And so it's just kinda like like I don't know, I just feel like I mean Iron Fist, well, unfortunately, that's just what it's gonna happen. But <laughs> yeah. with Luke Cage, I because he's been in her show before and He originated in her show. It, exactly. And yeah. they have such a close connection that I I just it would be nice if there was some way that they could wrap up something or at least tell us what path it went down mm-hmm. in her show. But yeah. again, it just depends on where they were in filming and what they had decided to do, if they even wanted to make any kind of adjustments to do that. Whether
0: Netflix would let them, because they might not have.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah, you know, because of I've I've yeah. heard a I read a um, I sorry I heard a summary of an article recently that was about Netflix, um, kind of business plan because their business plan is kind of wacky, and they were saying that um, it kind of came out after Santa Clarita Diet was cancelled and it was saying that basically netflix often cancels shows after third seasons even if they're hit shows and i don't think this is the case with marvel um because there was other stuff going on but they often cancel them because once you get to like the fourth season um it's like a it's basically like a money thing there's less money going to them and more to like you get you get more money going to actors and you know the actual people making the show so it's it's like a basically a money decision. So Netflix has a show it's successful for three seasons, but then they'll cancel it because they know that it's going to, they're not going to get as much money as they could out of it. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. Just because they're the main producer. I mean, again, not a Marvel and Disney that's different than, you know, something like a Santa Clarita diet or Mm -hmm. any of their, what I'm calling their original shows or quote unquote, original series that's kind of interesting i i don't know why yeah. that would be because it's, if they're still the main production company you would think they're not going to all the yeah thing, cut themselves out but and
0: you know, I, I, don't I i don't understand don't all this business yeah. yeah i'm yeah. really bad with understanding all this stuff but um yeah it was an interesting read it's made me very interested to see kind of what happens after stranger things season three because that's coming out this year and to see if they, you know, if they suddenly kind of go, oh, it's cancelled, I'll be like... I'm mm-hmm. good with that
1: show being over, fight me. Really <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> season, <laughs> season two was not as good as season one, but season three looks fun, so. Um, and saying about Luke Cage, like, one of the things I, I've said before as well, like, the more, since it ended, the more I think about it, it I find it, it really upsets... Not even that it upsets me personally, but I just think... I just find myself thinking, like... God, if that was, like, your... If that character was, like, your Daredevil or your Spider-Man, you know, like, your Daredevil for me or your Spider-Man or, like, whatever, your character that you grew up as a kid and you just looked up to, um, you know, because you didn't have many superheroes that, you know, like, you were... And sorry, sorry, Will, I know you're on this podcast, so sorry if I'm kind of... I don't mean to be talking talking for you, but say you were a young... um, uh, a young black kid growing up and there's not that many superheroes that look like you That's that have been on the big screen there's like Blade and that's about it and then so this character is like one that you really connected with um, in the comics or in the show or whatever and then the and he's he's this amazing unbeatable character who's got this real moral code and then the show ends and the last time we might see him if they don't bring him back is that he's the bad guy I find that really upsetting. Like if that had happened with like a daredevil, that would have really upset me. Um, and the more I think about like the ending of that show, it kind of like really bums me out. Yeah. But I don't want, I don't want to talk about how young black men feel when, you know, obviously, I'm not a young black man, and we have Will on the show, who who, who is a uh, very young and and black because you're young anymore. young and hip. <laughs> yeah,
2: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I was aware of Luke Cage when I was growing up, mm. but yeah, I can see how you know that could be really bad for people who <laughs> grew up looking up to Luke Cage.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, because I feel like with Iron Fist, I know I just like slighted him, and it's like whatever. But I I actually liked his last season and yeah. I like the way that it ended but I feel like we were left in a place with that show where we could see where it was going and it was going in this really cool positive direction and that's the sad part about that show is it left it at a place where it's like oh it was really going to be a probably a really fun following season yeah you wanted to see more exactly but at the same time, we left it in a good place. He was, like, getting his powers back. We have, all, like, all these different things. Daughters of the Dragon was kind of coming together. You know, like, all these fun things. But with Luke Cage, I agree. It's, like, it left it in a place where he's kind of turning into a, not a bad guy, but you could see, like, the next season was going to be him struggling with the fact that, you know, he wanted to to help Harlem, and he thought the way to do it was kind of, like, this underground backhanded way. Mm. And so I'm sure the next season would have been focused on that and then him coming out and saying, like, you know, basically that's not the way to, to do it. But we didn't see any of that. We yeah. just saw the end where he was like, where Misty was like, oh, now I got to watch out for Luke. Great. You know? So <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, with,
0: yeah, like, with Iron Fist, it made us want to watch more. So when it finished, it was like, oh, well, don't, don't leave us hanging because we want to know what happens because we're kind of interested to see what happens when Luke Cage ended, it was like, don't leave us hanging because that's really depressing, you know, kind of like, I don't want that to be the last, last thing of the character. Yeah. So yeah, it does kind of make like, I've been thinking about it more sort of since the show ended and it does kind of make me a bit sad. Um,
1: so hopefully we'll, we'll see what Jessica Jones has to offer. I'm looking forward to this next season and having it. I mean, it's sad that it's the final, um, Season of the show on Netflix, but you know it's the last of the Marvel series on mm. Netflix. But I'm still looking forward, and I'm still very excited for it. So yeah, definitely. And we, I mean, some of these
0: characters might come back. They're doing the Shang Chi movie. If the Shang Chi movie is successful, I mean, he's a character who d- doesn't have any superpowers. Um, he's just a great martial artist. Then maybe they'll start introducing like street level characters. Maybe they'll start doing that with the uh, you know through the Spider Man films um we don't know so you know as i mean they haven't announced any of really a phase four yet apart from the ones that are filming um or you know close to start filming like the eternals and shang chi and black widow so we don't know what's going to happen so hopefully these characters will come back in some way or another so yeah but i'm looking forward to to um jessica jones and also we should say congratulations on Kristen ritter uh who's going to be a mum. Oh Yeah, I do not know if you guys knew. I only no, found out the not. other day when Mike Coulter posted a photo of her with her pregnant belly on... Uh, obviously, Aww. it's not his baby. That's, you know, it's not Luke Cage <laughs> and Jessica Jones' baby. Um,
2: Method acting.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And also Kristen Ritter will be directing episodes of season three, so that's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, well, that's uh, us finished then, so we should uh, wrap up for this week. We ran quite long, sorry guys. Um, uh, If I cut out all the ums that I say, then that will get us shorter by about 20 minutes, so that's all fine. Uh, uh, Who wants to take us out with an Excelsior? Will, you're very sleepy. Do you want to do the sleepiest Excelsior?
2: Uh, Excelsior.
0: (laughs) Bye guys.
1: Bye.
0: That's good because I'm about to go to bed, and so that made me feel sleepy as well.
2: (laughs) Uh, Go to sleep, Claire.
0: Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DefendersPodcast or on Twitter at DefendersPod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported international licence. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it, you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!